And that's what we got. All right, let's just do this. Yeah. All right, here we go. The T-bone. <laughs> and chick fruit. Let's God bless. All these years, just get it right one time. What do you want from me? 40 years they've been trying. You couldn't fire somebody if they were horrible, doing a terrible job for the veterans. And now you can say you're fired. Okay. No one listens to radio. And now for a quick disclaimer. The T-Bone. And Chick Brew. Show is brought to you by nobody. We have no sponsors. The show is still rated G. For Glorious. Could you hear that? I could, and I was enjoying it. Okay. All right. That's good. That's good. Uh, again. Blessing. Okay. Okay. Those are like my three. Those are my three highlights. <laughs> One of the many things I have done today in preparation for this taping was disconnected everything, shut everything down, and built it back all from scratch. So I know where every cable is going to everything, and the soundboard is no longer going through an adapter. It's going straight into the computer, and everything is all set up. And it should be working fine. Oh, wow. So listen to this. I'm chopping up last week's episode. At the end, after I do all the things that I do, I hit a little button that says remove or trim silences. But there was a decibel thing there that you could adjust on what is considered a silence. So I went far and to the right at like negative 16 dozen. I don't know what it was. I don't know what the numbers are. I set it up to the right and then I hit the button and the button took like 25 minutes out of the program our friend james super fan james had told me had accused me of over editing the previous episode because you were very choppy and i was like no i i don't do that i i take out ums and ahs and uhs but i don't i don't chop her up in the middle of her conversation so turns out my decibels were way off in the wrong direction. So where we were at an hour and four minutes, when I did it adjusted to the right, it came in at 47 minutes. So uh, I undid that, and then I moved it to the left, whatever the numbers are on the left, and it only took away like eight minutes. And that seemed a lot more plausible than uh, than the previous one. So I don't know. Uh, I'll listen to it, how it... Uh, so there's, there's how we record it, there's how it's edited, there's how it's edited after sequencing, and then there's how it actually uploads and plays. So I'll listen to it again and, and find out what's going on. Anyway, lots of things going on this week. Thanks for listening. This is the Lunds B Show with T-Bone and Chick Brew. We are your international morning show that you can listen to on your time. You want to listen to it at night? That's okay. Everybody needs a morning show that they can rely on, and we're here for you. Once a week, we guarantee one laugh a week, nothing more, nothing less. Sometimes you get more, but we don't charge you extra. <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to start with you. You living there on, uh, in coastal Spain, the country, not some city in Texas. Texas has got like a... A city for every place in the world, like London, Texas, Detroit, Texas, Iran, Texas. That's because you will never make it out of Texas, and the only way to see the world is to visit the cities named after others. Oh, it makes sense. I one year put 100,000 miles on my Jeep Cherokee that had no air conditioning on the I-35 corridor, and I never left in between San Antonio and Austin. <laughs> 
I remember driving through Texas. So I, I left Port Wyneme, California for Kings Bay, Georgia. Easiest directions I ever had in my life. Take the 5 down to the 10, turn left. Take the 10 to 95, turn left. It'll be on your right-hand side. Those were good directions. I did it in 42 hours. But I took a nap uh, at Fort Hood, uh, just, just right there in El Paso. And uh, I took a little... Was it Fort Bliss? Yeah, Fort Hood is in Colleen, which is yeah, 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 yeah. The one all the way over there by uh, El Paso. I took a I took a nap there. I woke up from my nap at four o'clock in the morning, and I drove Texas. And I did not leave Texas nonstop except for uh, my little stop there in Iran. <laughs> uh, uh, I did not leave. I did not arrive in Louisiana until eight o'clock that night. That is accurate. That was miserable i like driving up and down 95 because with the exception of florida you could get through most states in just a couple of hours yeah if you were to drive from the end of port the coast of portugal to barcelona it's like driving from el paso straight into louisiana whoa, whoa, whoa. portugal where in portugal from the coast if you were to go straight across spain and portugal uh-huh it's about the same amount of time drive time as you would go in from el paso straight across texas portugal where the coast in portugal to where to Barcelona. No way. Yeah. No way. Look it up. Not even close. <laughs> well, maybe because there's no interconnecting highways. <laughs> no, it, that's that's not right. That's not right. I challenge you. That is I not right. It up because I was going to road trip it, and I had changed my mind rather rapidly. Well, the Spain's like driving across Texas. <laughs> Spain's highway system is very hmm. All right. So Spain does a lot of things right. One of the things Spain does right is the railway. One of the things they don't do right are the highways. Uh, It is not uncommon to get off of an exit on a highway in Spain and not have a way to get back on without driving through somebody's farm. It's (laughs) so, you know, it's like in not the Algarve, but the... um, in the Ronda area, in the Malaga, Ronda, Smurf Village, in that area, it doesn't matter if it's one mile away or, or 40 miles away. You're not getting to anything in less than 45 minutes because you got to go up and down and around the mountains and up and down and sideways and back and forth. And it, and, and it adds a, and you can't go fast because you're on steep grades. So I would imagine like <laughs> Lisbon to Sevilla. You know what? I have the Internet right here in front of me. Let's do this. I'm, I'm going to drive from Lisbon to Barcelona. And, of course, it's going to give me flight information. Yeah, not even close. It's, it's uh, Lisbon to Barcelona is only 11 hours. It's, that's close. That's closer than driving from Louisiana to Arkansas. Because <laughs> <laughs> I get 12 hours and 21 minutes when I look it up. Maybe it's because you're driving an electric car and they know you got to spend a lot of time in charging stations. I, I put no stops in at charging stations. <laughs> I, I think that would probably be a beautiful drive. It takes you from Lisbon through Madrid. With no tolls, it's 13 and a half hours. Yeah, but it's a beautiful 13 and a half hours where the 10 is just the 10. Actually, That's West cool. Texas is really, is really pretty. It's a beautiful place. And then Central Texas, kind of boring. And then East Texas, you know, by the time you're there, you're almost out. You're just excited to be done with the drive. East Texas has the Davy Crockett National Forest. Really? The only thing I the only thing I hear when I hear the term East Texas is Mother Abigail. I don't know what that is, but I hear everyone get in the car because we're going to your grandparents' house. <laughs> and it's an eight-hour drive. 
Well, anybody who knows anything about Mother Abigail knows uh, she always told East Texas, be careful. You be careful, East Texas. East Texas played by Gary Sinise. Yeah, I wasn't in that movie. He's a great actor. Where the... Oh, <laughs> so uh, before we got sidetracked uh, severely there, what I was going to ask you about is like some of the haps, some of the things going on in Rota, Spain, specifically something I may have offered some assistance on recently. Tell me about your comedy night there. Oh man, comedy night went so well. It went much better than anticipated. I was afraid that no one would uh, kind of follow our lead and jump up there, but we ended up having five participants as, as far as like doing comedy and eight people in the audience, which was like our whole our whole building. <laughs> it always is surprising. Like the people that you don't think are gonna be the funny ones, you know, was the funny one. <laughs> All right, so uh, did you do comedy? Of course, I had to. People won't do it unless the people working do it first. So oh. he started this off, and then we we were getting so he was getting some chuckles, and then um, we still had no takers. So I went up, and then we, then we had some some folks. Well, this is the this is the the section of the story I'm most interested in. That you went up. What did you do? What did you say? Tell me about you going up and doing comedy. I'm so interested. So. I, well, I just was like talking about some of the weird things I used to see when I used to work in downtown, more like the story time than anything else. And then um, I finished with, because uh, then, you know, everyone always wants to hear Navy stories when you're in a Navy facility. I uh, talked about the time I hit uh, Admiral Michelle Howard in the face with my tripod and that got all the laughs. I'm still traumatized by that, but people think it's funny. It's all on how you tell the story. I mean, it's just such an unfortunate event. <laughs> So how much time did you give everybody? Um, we were aiming for five minutes. Some people took the five minutes. Some people didn't take all the five minutes. But Well, that happens. If you, ever, if you ever take the time to actually sit down and write comedy, what you write in the amount of time you think it's going to give you to present, and it's never accurate. Until, until you've been doing it a long time, it's very difficult to, get, to gauge what's on the page versus what the actual time is going to be on the stage. And uh, yeah. so you had a total of what, five participants? Yeah, I, re I recorded the guys that, um, you know, the our customers who participated and their videos, they were sitting at about five minutes. Did you record yours? Um, I think someone did record mine, but I don't have it. So I don't know where that is. Well, please find that. I, If not for sharing with everyone else, I would love to see it. I, I would love to know that there's a humorous side of you, a hilarious side of you. So funny. <laughs> I'm just not as funny as you. It's hard to beat. Uh, you know what? I think I have uh, diagnosed myself with Tourette's. But unlike unlike other Tourette's, you know, most people that have Tourette's just say like inappropriate things and cuss words. I think my Tourette's is laughter. So, uh, so Gary Bytel, the, the, the man that fired us, uh, you know what, sir? It's a mental disorder. You, you, you're picking on the handicap. You fired me because I have Tourette's. 
It's funny because I, I always forget that guy's name. I don't because he sent me a page long letter telling me how bad I was. I lose love that you remember it. I well, I still have the I still have the letter. <laughs> it might be framed somewhere in your house. I think it should be because because and for people who don't understand this man that I'm talking about, Gary Vitale is is a, a legend. In the Armed Forces Network. He has been with AFN for 50 years. He was with AFN back when it was AFARTS. Uh, he, he, he has an iconic voice, and he's been there so long that he got to a very high level. And thanks to the coronavirus, right, we, we were just minding our business. We got his attention. <laughs> he had years. I get We. Figure it out. Oh. We didn't. Years. When me and uh, Danny, when we did our show back in Siganilla years ago, the AFN had not gone to the Eagle yet. It was still local radio. And Danny had his show, and then once a week we had our show. It was a good show. We had a lot of time, a lot of fun with it. We poked a lot of fun at big AFN in the sky, especially as we got closer and closer to switching over to the Eagle. And the Eagle just... You know my thoughts on it. It's, I have similar thoughts. We have, yeah, we both think the same thing. It's the worst thing to happen to radio. There goes the last DJ. Tom Petty had it right. <laughs> my my local talk radio station has some opportunities for employment because at night when they don't have anyone working in the radio station, they put on Art Bell episodes from twenty years ago. I, I'm listening on the way home from the Comedy Zone the other night. I'm listening, and the guy's talking about President Clinton. I'm like, are you this? This is what is being. On, this is what's on the actual radio being played. Twenty-year-old episodes of a crazy man that uh, broadcast out of a bunk. Every possible conspiracy theory out of a bunker somewhere near Area 51. Art Bell. He was entertaining when he was alive. I just have mad respect for whoever was like, ah, this is an opportunity. Hit play. <laughs> like, that's what they picked. That's intentional. Not like the Eagle that will just randomly select the same three songs for the next seven hours. Someone made that choice and backed it up with enough conviction. The Eagle was best described as an old lady's iPad on shuffle. That was and, and it was it's a 100% accurate statement. I agree completely. It is an old lady's iPad on shuffle. Unfortunately, it, and it's killing the mass communication specialists, the the DJs of the radio. It's killing them because it's not giving them anything to do other than readers. The worst. Yay! I can read. Don't forget that there is an event at the thing with the stuff. I don't know. Anyway, one of them was just really good at doing a commercial and they they would do it so often and so well that they were doing the commercial for AFN 360 all the time on their own. They never produced it, they just did it and and it was probably the best cuz they nailed it. I produce things like this. Hey everybody, it's T-Bone. Did you know you can listen to the Lunsby show on the iHeartRadio app? The team at iHeartRadio has created two new features on the app. You can now auto-download to your device and be notified when other new episodes are released, all for free using the iHeartRadio app. And you can listen to the Lunsby show from anywhere. iHeartRadio. Discover music, radio, and podcasts you'll love. 
And I know there are errors in that, uh, technical errors in that little thing I did there, but I'm still proud of it and I still play it and I still use it. But uh, here's something. Did you hear that there's a new streaming app from AFN? Uh, AFN 360? No, uh, they now stream TV. How are they doing that? I have, well, allegedly they're streaming TV. It's still not up and running, but they've put the signs up everywhere for it. It's like what AFN Now or something like that. Interesting, because there's always been some kooky, kooky laws on what AFN television could do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just getting worse. Speaking of television, a new season of Alone has started. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. It's probably something that we can just watch. I doubt it's being released every day or every once a week. I don't care. I don't care. I love this show. I'm watching this show. Um, speaking of things that are produced, this one that I'm getting ready to play has a very, very short life uh, span remaining. You used to call me on my. The T-Bone and Chick Roo hotline is coming to an end. It will not exist in uh, at all. It is, oh, no. it is coming to an end as of April the 6th. So if you ever got anything you wanted to say using the T-Bone, the, uh, the T-Bone and Chick Roo, the Lunsby hotline, whatever, the hotline, you'll have to call and leave those messages now. Why, T-Bone, are you getting rid of a phone number that you've had for so, so long? Well, primarily because no one ever calls me on it. I, many, many years ago, and again, we're talking a long time ago when like Skype was a thing. I got a phone number. I paid for that phone number on Skype so that no matter where I was in the world, the people that I thought loved me could call me. <laughs> and, and and I've had that uh, 904-385-3977 number for a very, very long time. And honestly, if so Skype is a failing business model. There are so many other ways out there to do on without Skype what Skype can do. So Skype really doesn't have anything to offer. It's a failing business model. And what's going to accelerate the failing of the business is they've now increased the rates to a point where I'm no longer going to pay that. So where I used to pay, you know, 20 bucks, whatever it was for a phone number. And I kept that phone number, but I never used it, never got a lot of use out of it. But I had a number where people could call me just in case they needed to. And now it's 40 bucks and I can't justify it anymore. I can't, you know, if maybe one or two phone calls a year intended for me came through that number, maybe I could justify it, but I can't justify it. And I tried to, I tried to spit some life into that when it was not being used to call me to turn it into a hotline number. And, you know, with the exception of the Taney children, nobody else has really used it. I think Tegan used it. <laughs> Tegan. Tegan and Taney's, the T's. So I, I went ahead and, and put in the order to cancel my Skype number after all of these years. And then and, and it happened on the same day when I had to put my motorcycle down. And uh, what happened with that? I, I read that that happened. But so I, I a friend of mine has been holding my motorcycle for years and years and years. And I, I greatly appreciate Glenn for doing that for me. But, you know, motorcycles are machines and they need to be operated. They need to be run. They need to have stuff done to them. 
I got back to the States. I find, you know, I paid to get my motorcycle shipped up here to me. I got it to a shop and they, and they looked it over and, and told me that <laughs> it's so, it's so much like a pet, man. When, you know, if, when your pet is dying and you, you got to make some end of life decisions for your pet, it's basically like, how much are you willing to pay? And, and it was that way with the motorcycle. I was making some end-of-life decisions there. And I had misread the quote that they had sent me when I saw the quote finally on how much it was going to cost to fix it. I didn't flip through enough of the pages. I was like, oh, that's, that's great. I'll pay that right away. Let's get this done. And then when I went in to say, yes, let's do this, they're like, uh, you sure? Because I wouldn't put this much money. I was like, uh, what do you mean? And they showed me the page with the amount that it would take. And it was... Uh, it was very, very expensive in order to, to get that motorcycle drivable again. And as much as I love that motorcycle and all the memories I have with that motorcycle, it, uh, I had to make a decision. I had to make an end-of-life decision on that motorcycle, and I had to, had to put it down. And it hurt. So, you know, in the same day I gave up my motorcycle, I signed my motorcycle away, I, I also got rid of my Skype. It's just uh, it's been a tough week in the T-Bone household. But other than comedy night, is there anything else going on in Rhoda? Well, you know, they're getting ready for Feria. Oh my goodness, Feria. Oh. It's the worst. Only you would say it's the worst. I don't like Feria. I feel like it, one, I feel like it brings out the worst in the Americans every time. It brings out the worst in everybody. Yeah, but it's like, don't show ass. <laughs> but you know, everyone is like, getting dresses and they're all trying to learn the dance and it's just tragic to watch and, <laughs> and, and this is the time of the year my hasher friends do the uh the fairy address run and mm-hmm. uh, they probably don't do it anymore it started getting controversial people were thought thought we were making fun of the culture and we weren't making fun of the culture there, if we want to make fun of the culture there is a lot of fodder there to do that we were just having fun do they still hash out here yes yes they do why, are you finally going to get out there? Probably not. <laughs> I, I guess, like, I would see your posts about hashing, but like, I just hadn't seen them at any of the normal post-hash spots post-COVID, so I didn't know if they were still... Yeah, they're still out there. So, for those who don't know, for those people who don't understand what Spanish feria is, feria season, it's, it's very similar to the fairs in the United States. You've got your carnival rides and your carnival attractions. But the big, big difference is, number one, everyone is much better dressed than any American fair. They, uh, they, 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 They're dressed better than most American weddings. They put in the effort. They're wearing their fairy dresses and the men are wearing their fairy things. And, and, and they put in the effort to look really good. So that's primarily the biggest difference. The, the next biggest, a close tie to first is alcohol. Lots and lots of alcohol. <laughs> and and the additional factor of dancing. So you, you don't get that in an American fair. You don't have dance booths. You don't have tons and tons of alcohol. My goodness. My favorite was, uh, I, I, my favorite is two things. 
the incredibly enormous baked potatoes, stuffed baked potatoes. Uh, I get one of those and then I go right to the tiki bar right next to it and order a rum and coke and they don't know how to make a rum and coke They don't have any concept of what a rum and coke is because all they normally make is mojitos So I go there and like rum and coke and they give me a fifth of rum a couple of drops of things and, and some coca-cola and I am good I am good for the rest of the night. That potato has shut down my duodenum. I am not, or duodenum, depending on your version of the Latin. <laughs> so uh, that potato has shut down my intestines where all the absorption of alcohol is going, and, and that drink will last me the night. And I lived within walking distance of the feria grounds. So I couldn't go wrong. Had a great time. I loved feria. Oh, not my favorite. If, if, well, especially over there where you live now. Because when you used to live within walking distance, you could take it and leave it. You know, no big deal. I just didn't ever take it. I went, I went like the first year I was here, everyone was like, oh my God, you gotta go, go. So I went and um, like literally everything I'm allergic to is there. So I had to go home and take a bunch of <laughs> And I just, I, I feel like all those years I spent working in bars, like now, like my tolerance for drunk people is very low. Yeah, I, I don't have a I don't have a high tolerance for stupid drunks. Yeah, like and you know what I mean. Like yeah. I feel like if you have drunk people around that are like at your house or like small group of people, but it's like when it's big groups of people and you don't know what side the drunk person is coming from. And then you realize it's all around. That's when I I don't enjoy myself. Yeah, I never I never stayed too late. And I think that's when most of the trouble happens. I, you know, I get some churros, I get a potato, I get a rub and coke, I walk around, I mingle, I say hi to people, but I don't go into the dance tents and, and, uh, unless it's daytime, I don't even go into the food tents. And the only time I go in the food tents is because it's people I know that are operating those tents. It's a fun, you know, it, it is what it is. It, it can be, but I never went to the Puerto one and I don't think I would ever want to go to the Puerto one. I still haven't been to the Puerto one. Because that thing is massive. And there's hookers over there. <laughs> Too much tension. Don't ask me how I know the things I know. When you, uh, when you run through the countryside, you find hookers in the strangest places. I, have, I came across All one, mostly in Puerto, though. I, I remember one time I ran past this thing, and it was like an abandoned, bombed-out building. And uh, as I, just as I ran across it, man, she popped out of the building. Hola. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> hey, uh, on uh, Rhoda's Unsolved Mysteries, has there been any headway on that? No. Not even in the news anymore. Just, uh... I guess a few weeks ago, the Spanish news. Uh-huh. But you know this base. Everything is quiet. Yeah, yeah, well. They keep everything quiet here. So, yeah. Okay. Well, I've talked about a Rhoda as much as I could talk about Rhoda. Tell me about the cold place that you moved to. What about it? Why is it so cold? Is it still so cold? It, cold. it was It was really cold today, but then, you know, then it heated up nicely. It's very weird weather here in the Susquehanna Valley. Um, and they're weird people. I, 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 I keep making observations of their weirdness. They're just different. They're just, uh, they're, they're not bad. They're just different. <laughs> they're not like you. <laughs> No, I'm I'm bad and different. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I had uh, I had an interesting I had an interesting interaction this week. So you know we uh, we are semi-famous. 
um, we are minor league famous. And there's always fun times when people find out who we are or they make a connection. And one of my one of my favorite ones was someone who I knew had not put two and two together that I was T-Bone. Not that we were trying to hide it, not that I wore a mask or anything like that, but we were in the bank, we were in line, and this, you know, again, this is someone that I work with, they know me, but I'm talking to the teller and it clicks in his head that, oh, oh my God, you're T-Bone. I'm like, yeah, I'm T-Bone. Who do you think it was? You know, I, I, it, was, it was fun to see the shock and surprise in their eyes that they had figured out who I was. <laughs> I had that happen to me recently at the Comedy Zone. So I'm at the Comedy Zone. I'm minding my business, sitting at a back table, you know, just kind of checking things out. And one of the one of the local guys who I like, who's a very funny guy, I like him. He uh, he just kind of slides up to me and goes, "Hey, what's happening, Knuckles?" And I was like, "Hey," not even thinking about it. I was like, "Hey, I'm good. How are you?" You know, not saying nothing there. And life goes on, watching the show, minding my business. And he sl- he slides up to me again a little later. He goes, "What's up, Tony Knuckles?" <laughs> now I've made the connection. I now I know why he is saying that because I've never introduced myself as Tony Knuckles to any of these people here. Uh, you know, hey, I'm Tony. How are you? I'm just Tony. And somehow he had figured it out, and he was letting me know he had figured it out in in the way that he wanted to let me know. And and it was one of those it was one of those moments. It was like a feel good moment for me. I was like, hey. He knows who I am. <laughs> I'll be selling a mom ballet classes, and then she'll go, you're the one that does the commercial about the renter's insurance when I'm at the commissary. Do uh, How many of your commercials are still in rotation? At least three. Which ones? The renter's insurance. Then there's, what was it? I just heard it, and I was like completely befuddled. Well, there was then there was one that I did for uh, the MWR website that they have instead of remaking it, they've just cut out the wrong information and voiced in the correct information. So that's like a Frankenstein one. And there was one more, and I can't remember if it comes to me, I'll let you know. But there was one more, and I was like, the only one I had in regular rotation was the drive-in theater. Is that drive-in theater? That was a good one. Is it in rotation or out of rotation? I haven't heard it. That doesn't mean anything because sometimes I'll hear it and then I won't hear something for a long time. And all of a sudden, something that's very old will come back into it. There is a commercial that I'm, I, I have to. So it's a commercial. It plays. I'm oblivious. I'm not paying attention. And at the very end of the commercial, it says, not applicable on mountaintops or sea Uh, bottoms and every time i hear that at the very end of the commercial i'm like what is that commercial what what is that coming because at the end it grabbed me but there's no way of knowing what the commercial was because it is it is done and it just played and i try to listen for it in the future but because i'm oblivious to the commercial i don't hear it until they mention those last words at the end i'm going to try to find that and then i'm going to share it because it's kind of ingenious because it makes these true crime podcasts are are becoming all the rage and i guess if you give somebody a clue and they figure it out it makes them feel like they're important so maybe they did this on purpose so that you'll investigate what the commercial is so that you know 
You feel, you feel better about yourself. Speaking of feeling better about yourself, let me ask you a question. In the States, they do this thing where people deliver food to your house. And we've always had food delivery, but now food delivery is done by contractors or subcontractors. I, Cal Varducci, he's been delivering food out there in Vegas for a while, and I, I pay attention to some of his exploits. But recently, this woman went nuts because she only got an $8 tip and she demanded that there be a much bigger tip. And when the guy refused to give her a bigger tip, now, first of all, I think $8 is a good tip, you know, for you know, uh, food delivery. You know, I, we used to tip a pizza guy a buck. And, uh, you know, if you felt like he was doing a good job, you give him two or three bucks. But eight bucks on a food delivery? I thought that was a good tip. So she what didn't think it. What kind of delivery was it? What's that? What kind of food delivery was it? It was a food delivery. What does it matter? Because it matters. If it was like, oh, like a Uber Eats thing and they just went and picked up a pizza and they brought it to the house, like, okay, that, yeah, eight bucks is a good deal. But if it was like Instacart and she was in that store for an hour and a half picking up his two weeks worth of groceries. No, 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 no. This was, this was a, this was a fast food delivery. Eight bucks is fine. I don't know. Well, she, she got into it with him on his ring camera and when he refused to upgrade the tip, she took the food back to the, the place. Look, don't give people the power of holding the food. All right, like they're both they're both wrong. <laughs> I don't you know, I don't trust people enough. You, you know, nowadays uh, if you have a pizza delivered, I, I saw it on a commercial. I haven't had a pizza delivered, but they have these uh, like safety uh, strips, like uh, safety seals that are put on the boxes of the pizza, yeah. so you can't yeah. steal a piece of pepperoni off a pizza anymore. Yeah. I'm not saying uh, I did that when I was a kid, but. We used to order from in New York. It, it became with like a sticker seal. So the, so the delivery driver couldn't take a French fry tax. Right. Which is fine. I'm a good tipper. I'm not ever really worried about it. I know that if it's something I like and I'm going to order it again, I want it coming to me first. <laughs> I'm not big on the food delivery thing. I'm not big on it. Uh, you know, when it was the pizza guy, it was the pizza guy. That was understandable. But now having just about anything delivered to your door and, and it's delivered by a stranger and a uh, a subcontractor and yeah I, I don't like it i don't like it at all eh, it's a sign of the times well <laughs> i don't have to like it you don't but i i'm not going to be mad at it because on days when i don't want to put on pants right but you know in spain if i the only people that delivered to my house in spain was taquitos yeah but now i can get shamrock i can get sedona i can get slice i can get who's bringing it some stranger it's the same three guys every time <laughs> It's not like America where every single person is delivering Uber, I guess. Yes, that's that's the the thing now. Everybody's and I, and not that I hate on them, you know, good for you, you know. It's a new market, it's a new economy. But I I don't want it. I you know, I want somebody and I think I made that mistake when I first got here and we we were ordering something and uh we were trying to have it delivered and then, then there was an issue with we, we don't have delivery people. I was like, oh, well, your ad said, you know, it could be delivered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you got to go through one of these delivery things. And I was like, well, I thought it'd be smart to call you first because I don't know that. I, <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know what transportation arrangements that you have subcontracted. I just know that in my day, you called the restaurant. And if there was a person lying around that could deliver the food, they did it. Yeah, so... I mean, it keeps businesses from having to employ and insure a driver. And if there's if they're not busy with deliveries, they're not having to pay someone to just sit there. Um, 
I don't know. I don't well, know. one of the things I understand now is they won't take it or because you get to you find out in advance whether there's a tip. And if there's not a tip associated with the order, then they just don't take the orders and they just sit there on the shelf and and you don't get your food delivered at all because you didn't um, preemptively add a tip to an order. And so I always thought the tip was, I thought the tip was for, you know, good service, exceptional service. Like you went, you got my food, you brought it to me, chop, chop. Oh, let me give you a tip to thank you for doing it so quickly. But now it's a prerequisite to even getting picked up. And she picked up that $8 tip and she drove it out to the house 12 and a half miles away. She claimed it took her 40 minutes. Well, it's probably because she's a bad driver. Huh? She must be in Austin. <laughs> it's so bad. Every time I go back home, I'm like, geez, I never know how far in advance I need to, like, take a taxi to the airport. I just assume I need eight hours. <laughs> well, we got about 42 minutes of content there, and I'll try to chop that up and make it nice. Maybe maybe take a little bit out, maybe add a little too. I don't know. We'll do something. I had to add two last week. I kept saying the 100 days of war. So I just, I slipped in there. Oh, I'm an idiot. I keep saying 100 days of war. It's actually 100 year war, which was actually 116 years. And you learned that by listening to uh, this section of the show. The Book of Everything brings us knowledge every week. It is a service offered to you by the Lunsby Show with T-Bone and Chick Brew. We give you some knowledge. Feel free to use it however you see fit, even if you are a cockthrottle. <laughs> Here we go. A clue, a clue number one, fact number one out of the Book of Everything. No male jaguar has ever successfully mated with a female tiger. If it were to happen, the resulting animal would be known as a jagger. No male jaguar has ever successfully mated with a female tiger. Hmm. And if it were to happen, they've already decided that it will be called a jagger. No comments from the peanut section on uh, the mating habits of primates or uh, kitty cats? On big cats? Yeah. I just don't see those two happening anyways. <laughs> so... Yeah, it would have to be like a controlled situation where you 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 would need to yeah. to to probably probably roofie the tiger. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then uh, then you would have to do something to the jaguar to maybe here's all right. I'm glad we took the time to think this through. Here's what happens: the world needs jaggers. It's it's just gotten to the point where where one. jaguars are not deadly enough and tigers are not deadly enough. We need a jagger. To, to, to defeat the aliens that are going to invade us. So that's why we need jaggers. So we we drug the, the tiger, the female tiger, and then we take her stripes and we, we add some camouflage, a little bit of makeup there. We, we, we make the, the stripes look like dots. And then and then we, we, we get the, the male jaguar, we get him drunk or drugged something whatever the cat version of beer goggles are we put those on him so that he sees he sees the 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 tiger is available but he's confused by the camouflage of the makeup and 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 the fake eyelashes and the and the 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 breast implants or or whatever we have to do to convince the male jaguar that the female tiger is one of his kind and we probably have to repeat this Many I feel like the problem is not the jaguar. 
not I feel like it's the other way. I feel like you the the female tiger is definitely not as interested in the male jaguar. As that, that's why we roofied her. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we we didn't expect this to be consensual. This is these are animals, all right? So okay. rape in the animal kingdom is like normal. It's no 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 lion goes around asking lionesses for consent. They just take I think it. I've seen a few videos where there's definitely been a rejection from said female tigers and lions. Were they roofied? No. Okay, you see where I'm going here? See, I also feel like this is a human experiment that it's like <laughs> Jurassic Park. You kind of want to happen because you definitely want to see, but you also like... They are they are currently in the process of trying to bring back the woolly mammoth using using the Jurassic Park mentality. Yes, because the woolly mammoth and the African elephant are only like two chromosomes of difference. They've been trying to do this for like a decade. Yes, but we also learned from the book of everything that like gorillas and potatoes are only like two chromosomes apart from each other. <laughs> yes. We did learn that in the book of everything. But will do woolly mammoths have chins or just be Ah. <laughs> We'll have to investigate that. I believe it will have a chin, and it would be the third thing. Did I can't say do. <laughs> Are you still holding the mic up with your boob? Yeah. Because you're sounding further and further away, and your camera's horrible. I can't see you in the dark. And you saying that my boobs are sagging? That's rude. <laughs> All right, here we go. Our final uh, fact from the book of everything: the animal rights group PETA claims that cows can suffer humiliation if people laugh at them. I believe that. Really? <laughs> and it was so bad. <laughs> I laughed at him. He looked so sad in his little eyes. I believe cows are intelligent beings. I believe that. Um, we, we don't speak cow, but we know that cow, we have learned from the book of everything that cows moo uh, according to the area that they live in. So cows have accents and dialects in their moos. We learned that. But the the greatest example I've ever had or the, the thing that I've ever seen that makes me believe that cows have a much better understanding than we give them credit for. We think of them as meat because that's what they are. They're meat. And you don't want to you don't want to name your meat. Right. But this show that I really enjoy, uh, Alaska, the, the Last Frontier, Otto, one of the family members, has to put down one of his cows. And he puts down the cow in front of the other cows. And then he slaughters the cows in front of the other cows. And the camera pans to the other cows. And if you could see the look of shock and terror in the eyes of these cows. And then Otto, he's just a dumb old man in Alaska. And he's like, eh, maybe I shouldn't have done this in front of them. But you can see terror and fear in the eyes of these cows. So I, I believe they are smarter than we give them credit for. We know that they moo. And now we know something else about cows. Uh, my neighbor, her dad, Mr. Fisher... He used to play classical music while he barbecued, which was like every day because Texas. And there was a, bu the, a whole bunch of land behind their house. And all the cows that lived on that land would come right up to the fence when he played the music. And when he was done, he would turn it off and they would like just mosey on out. 
Yes, I, I saw a young lady playing a violin and all the cows come over to listen to her play the violin. I think it's the coolest thing. I think there's something to be said about the intelligence of cows, but that I don't want to know about because I still like a steak. <laughs> Moo. Hey, you got any news for me? Of course I have news. And now it is time for headlines from around the globe. All right, here we go. Dallas journalist fired for calling mayor bruh on Twitter. (laughs) How much power does the mayor of Dallas have when he can get a guy fired for calling bruh? Bruh. And you know, (laughs) this is a reporter. Oh, my God, man. When when will it stop? When will the politicians in the new the fourth estate? When will the fourth estate be the fourth estate again? When will newspapers be the things that politicians fear versus now newspapers and politicians are all buddy, buddy and friendy, friendy? And oh, my goodness. Bruh. (laughs) <laughs> and that's a late night tweet i'm imagining <laughs> that, is, that is definitely a post news conference what did i just hear okie doke <laughs> that would hurts my brain it just hurts my brain i found that one special for you because i know how you love both of those things so i mean because obviously the mayor didn't fire him uh, the mayor may have made a comment or something, but the newspaper is the one that actually fired him. And they're going to say because uh, calling the mayor of a city in Texas, I don't care how big it is, bra is unprofessional. Here's the real deal. The real deal is the reporter who called the mayor bra is probably an idiot. He's he's probably done a lot of stupid things. And this was just this was just the straw that broke the camel's back, bra. It, it, there's no way it's just this one thing it's <laughs> that's what i love you know when you fire people they always think it's you know, because you've got it out for them or because of this or because of that when actually you know every day when you get up and look in the mirror you know what kind of employee you are you know if you're a good employee or a bad employee you know if you're a piece of work you know Every day you look in the mirror and goes, hey, how can I be less successful at everything today? Look at me. I'm a dirtbag. Or, or you're, you're the guy that looks in the mirror and goes, hey, how can I make things better today? How can I make things happen today? This reporter definitely woke up, looked in the mirror and goes, bro, I'm an idiot. I shouldn't even be working in a newspaper. <laughs> Stupid. Hey, got another headline for me? I do. Or do you want to expound on that one and tell us what really happened? No, I mean... It doesn't go into great detail, but uh, Megan Mangrum says she was fired from the Dallas Morning News. Um, he, he had posted a, a, something about a drop in violent crime, and I think that she was calling him on his numbers. Bruh, national news is always going to chase the trend. <laughs> Cultivate relationships and quality local news partnerships. So yeah, she just should not have replied. Some things, you can think it in your brain all day long and it doesn't mean you're wrong but there's a time and a place time place place. context content all right let's 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 move on to another one frisbee dog drops deuce on basketball court (laughs) how is this how is this a headline 
How how slow can a news day be that a dog taking a poop on a basketball court is a headline? How, I watched the video and it was hilarious. Okay, um, it's a frisbee dog, so we're talking probably like a border collie or something like that. It's a lab, you know. It's a it's a cute dog, and it's going to get a frisbee. And you know what? What I love about dogs is when nature calls, nature calls. Okay, they don't think twice about it. Like, hey man. I, I, I got to do this. I'm sorry. Got to do it. And they just do it. He's not doing it with malice. He's not doing it with ill intent. He's just a dog taking a dump because he, the, the, the urge struck him as needing to take a dump. Was this, was this a WNBA game? Were there five or six people in the stands that got offended? I don't understand. No, it was University of Louisville's men's, and they said that this might have been the best performance of their season. The team currently holds a 426 record. <laughs> Don't know anything about sports, but that sounds rough. Yes, four wins and 26 losses. That's uh, that is a rough day. Yeah. And, and you know what? Maybe this is the thing that changes them. Maybe this is what turns them around. This is the stroke of good luck that they needed. Now, what they're going to need to do before any other winning game is to have a dog come and poop on the basketball court. A frisbee dog. At they that, lost to Virginia Tech, seventy-one to fifty-four. And they lost. <laughs> All right, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe dog poo isn't the thing they needed. Maybe, maybe they need a bigger animal. Go grab a cow. Bring the cow over. Tell the cow what to do. I promise you, cows can poop on demand because they're smart. Poor buddy. I mean, it's just not fair. He doesn't. He was like, "Why didn't you give me a good walkie before we you put me to work?" <laughs> <laughs> Once upon a time, we took a hit, and the hit we took was, why aren't your dogs working on airplanes? You're on a naval air station. There are airplanes here. Why aren't your dogs working on planes? And I didn't have, I didn't have an answer. And the person that was in charge of the kennel, she couldn't give me an answer. So I said, grab your dog. You know, go grab your dog. Let's go. And we go. And when we get there, I've got a, a friend of mine, Fred Durst, ex-wife. <laughs> uh, she's there, and she's going to hook us up on a brand new plane. Brand new plane. She's going to let us take the dog in. It's going to be awesome. And I looked over at that uh, MA1, and I was like, you break your dog? And she said yes. I said, okay, let's go. I went up. I planted some agents, and uh, she followed up behind. That dog made it past first class. And there's really no first class. It's a VR58 uh, bird. Uh, made it through the like first eight seats. And then took a massive dump right there in the brand new plane. Oh, no. We were never welcomed back. <laughs> oh, man. The times we have. Dogs are great. We just don't deserve them. <laughs> we don't deserve dogs. Dogs are awesome. I have one right here. He's curled into the tiniest ball. I think it's time uh, we talk about our friends and their resolutions. It is time for a resolution rewards update. It is now March, 
And the Resolution Rewards program has only got four remaining participants in it. There were five. Now there's only four. Every one of them planned to get that money. Everybody put in a little bit of money. And a winner takes all. On July 1st, the pot increases by another $100. And at the end of the year, if we still have a tie, we will have a very fun video compilation competition. So I encourage... Uh, seeing that this could possibly go to a tie, I would encourage those participants in the program to start building a fan base using the Lunsby Show Facebook page. Get people to like those videos. Get people to inspire you, to motivate you. Because in the end, it's going to come down to a popularity vote. And whoever the most popular person is... You'll still win and you're not even... (laughs) I have withdrawn from the competition. I cannot win. I can still participate. I can still have fun with it, but I can't win. And all of these people have to do is every day they have to do a video. They have to do a video of them exercising. They have to post it on the Lunds B page. It's become one of the most uh, prolific things that's happening. We get four people a day posting videos. They get one day off a week. I like the way you took your day off with the little spooky, ooh, I twisted my ankle, ooh. Didn't twist my ankle. So I started volunteering to help coach the soccer team here. And I haven't played soccer in a long time. Don't tell Coach Steve, but it's been ages. And uh, can't let these guys think that I don't know what I'm doing. And I definitely jumped out there and got that ball. And I definitely twisted my knee. <laughs> but it feels much better today. So Good, good. Did you do your video today? Not yet. Uh-huh. Getting kind of late. I hope this show doesn't run too late. Well, we'll just be in it together. <laughs> I, did a, I did a side plank the other day, and I haven't done side planks in also a long time. Mm-hmm. I got like a cramp in my butt cheek. It is fun. Uh, the older you get, you will find yourself getting cramps in places you never expected. Uh, what is your plank up to now? Well, so I got my plank up to um, two minutes and 15 seconds. Very good. Which is further than I needed. So then just trying and i didn't do it the way like the plank challenges like on the apps and stuff they're always like add 10 seconds add 10 seconds like every single day and i always fail at those so this time i was just like i'm gonna start at 10 seconds and when that is easy breezy i'm adding 10 more seconds and when that is easy breezy add 10 more and that that's the way to do it (laughs) because i made it up to two minutes and i'm holding strong and then everything after that is just extra unnecessary icing the side planks because side planks are also that's that little love handle trying to work (laughs) do you have to do side planks for the prt or is it just planks no okay just just the front well good for you i'm proud of you i'm happy for you uh i just have to not i have to maintain it because i don't want to like oh i can do two minutes and then forget about it and then come may be like oh it's been a month since I did these. <laughs> yes, you don't want to do that. You want to keep that up. So keep doing it. Keep making those videos. We're proud of you. Uh, Tommy and Carrie and Chelsea, we're proud of you guys. You guys are doing a great job. And uh, that is your Resolution Rewards update. It's time to talk about cooking. And tonight, prove one thing. You know f- all. Can you cook bacon in an Instapot? Yes or no? Yes, you can. So my local uh, deli here, they they do these things where they have a bunch of bacon 
bits and pieces and clumps and chunks. And someone I know really loves bacon. Uh, I, I, I can't really eat a lot of bacon. I can eat a little bit of bacon, but I can't eat a lot of bacon. But Zeus loves bacon. So, uh, you know, I, I, I make a little bacon in a pan and it greases everywhere and it's a mess. And today I cooked all of these bits and pieces in the Instapot uh, after a little recipe searching, it takes nothing. You put it on saute, and in five minutes, it is done. And and all your grease is contained in the Instapot. Easy cleanup. Oh, it's, it is my new preferred way of cooking bacon is in the Instapot, which I knew that was going to happen because everything I do in the Instapot becomes my new favorite way of doing something. Now, that was my food journey on the week. What was yours? I'm doing a cleanse. <laughs> oh, joy. And it is uh, not so bad. It's not like, it's not like, oh, don't eat anything. In fact, I saw chicken and broccoli on your plate. It was chicken and kale and it was fine. I don't like chicken. We know this. (laughs) And a lot of the food that you are allowed to eat is chicken. So I was in a deep struggle, but the food is fine. Um, You like start your day with a shake. Shake is fine. I I mean, I'm going to survive it. How long is it? That much. 14 days. I'm on day two. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And, and, and as always, the problem with anything like that, you're going to do good. You're going to follow the regiment. You're going to lose a lot of weight. And then it's going to come back. Well, this comes with aftercare. I'm following, I'm, I'm following this program very strictly. I have already prepped all the things. And I am hoping that my commitment with the resolution rewards and this together will be a good push into the lifestyle change because even if i just do a plank once a day and my stupid arm push-up wall push-ups like that's more than i was doing daily before so i'm hoping that it's just part of oh. creating a better me halle berry body here we come hot girl summer <laughs> hey your your motivation you're motivational you're inspiring so keep it up you're 10 pounds yes you've lost 10 pounds your food looks amazing you're two minutes of planking you are you're becoming like a, a motivator you keep it up you keep doing you keep being the best you you can be that's all you got to do i think it's time we go to uh, birthday boost If last week taught me anything, I probably need to make more friends. I say that because it looks like like these birthday boosts are getting kind of redundant. Where, uh, (laughs) like, uh, uh, I don't want to give somebody a birthday boost because I've already given them a birthday boost. Now we're giving away uh, birthdays again. It is time for birthday boost. Uh, birthday boosts are real simple. If you're an amazing contributor to the show, it's somebody we really like to have around and, and enjoy. Then uh, when your birthday comes up, we say horrible things or nice things. Or we lie. We celebrate. Whatever. We do stuff. As always, you get your birthday boost first. I'm going to start with Nancy Campbell, who is a longtime listener of ours. I don't know if she listens to the podcast, but she was always a fan when we were on in Rhoda. She would always request um, Sweet Caroline. So I hope someone played that for her today. Happy birthday, Nancy. Why does Nancy want to hear Sweet Caroline? she That was her request every time. And you know what? I don't think we played it very often. You were allowed to play, so... <laughs> 
My first my first birthday boost is going to go to the one and only Edwin Martinez. Uh, oh no, man! <laughs> I gotta check something. Oh, <laughs> I gotta make sure that. <laughs> What's that? My computer might die. Oh no! We'll we'll make it fast. We'll go quickly. Ed Martinez, longtime friend of mine, a uh, mass chief that I used to work with there in Rota, Spain. Uh, him and his lovely wife Maria. They did amazing kids. Great guy. Uh, he's working down there in San Diego doing the mass chief, uh, doing the, the retiree thing. He's he's just fantastic. And I, I had a lot of great memories with Ed. I think he's a fantastic guy. And I randomly email him work stuff. So, Ed Martinez, it's your birthday. Happy birthday. Wishing nothing but the biggest, the best, and the brightest. <laughs> Who's your next birthday boost? Carlos Gonzalez. He is a true hero because he tattooed both my rib cages and put up with me through all of that <laughs> <laughs> he's amazing i love that guy uh he works at a pretty controversial shop in san antonio where it's a tattoo shop and a gun store nice Let's just end it with that. Uh, so I'm looking at the list of people here, and I'm pretty sure I've given them over the years. I've given these people birthday boost, uh, unrequited birthday boost, I would say. But I'm going to give this year's to Chris Godfrey, one of the one of the funniest people I've ever worked with. He's one of those people who is funnier than he than he thinks he is because unintentionally he's he's just he's a great guy. I, I love Chris Godfrey. He. Uh, he, he was bald there for a long time. I don't know if he's still bald. Well, I'm, I, d- I doubt he grew any hair. He had a, he, he enjoyed the Mussolini bust. He, he, his face looked like a Mussolini, so there was always a Mussolini bust around. And uh, Chris Godfrey, a lovely wife, Steph, just a fantastic couple. I love them both. I wish him nothing but the biggest, the best, and the brightest. It's your birthday. Happy birthday, Chris Godfrey. <laughs> Now on to your honorable mentions. Who do you got in the honorable mention categories for the day? I got Ashley Blakely, Erica Beers, Akil Jones, Jared, Pam, and uh, Blake Berkland. Oh, and uh, Stephanie Dowchow. Oh, Stephanie Dowchow. She was our goalie when we played soccer together. <laughs> I got the one of the coolest looking old people I know, one of my young sailors who grew up to be an old man. Chris James is having his birthday. Jamie Spruill celebrating his. Steve Neal from back in my NMC before days. Andrew Hockgraver, used to be the CMC on the Mount Whitney, gave me a tour of my old ship 30 years later. It was pretty awesome. Brent Grinds, Paul Cade, Amanda Bynum, and Thomas Drew all celebrating their birthdays, all uh, very popular people with an honorable mention from the Lunsby Show. So happy birthday to you all. We wish you nothing but the biggest, the best, and the brightest. Happy birthday. We've done everything we need to do. We've got plenty of time, and i got a lot of work to do in chopping up this uh, episode. Uh, is there anything else you want to cover? No, but I'm excited for next week. Oh, why? I have no idea. It's going to be great, though. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm going to talk to you. It's going to be great. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I remind you today as I remind you every day, just be the best person that you can be. And if you are a great person today, be an even better person tomorrow. And don't forget that you are loved. Thank you for listening to T-Bone and Chick Brew. If you enjoyed that show, you should check out the Jerome McLean Show, independent media that won't reinforce tribalism. We have one planet and nobody's leaving, so let's reason together. You can find the Jerome McLean Show at the same place you actually listen to this show. Give it a shot. And tell a friend.
and tell a friend. We got to get our numbers up.